0: You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast.
1: It's Pastor Josiah back on the podcast with, guess who, Pastor Steve. Hey, what? how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we are, we're going to be talking today. We'll get right into it on a pretty... You know, I say this every time. Our topics are always pertinent. And that's why we talk about them. So I'm not going to caveat with that. We're talking today about marriage enrichment. Uh, this past weekend, my dad talked about, based out of First Corinthians chapter seven, correct? Marriage, singleness, uh, in particular, is kind of dealing with staying married. Yeah. He's dealing with the commitment piece. It is. Yeah. of marriage, which yes. is a pretty. Ooh, that's that's not a uh, highly thought of. Concept in marriage circles, it seems these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, You know, if uh, if I don't like it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, tap out, get out. You know, yeah. yeah. So, wanted to sit down and poke your brain a bit and get your your uh, encouragement and thoughts on this topic of marriage, kind of in general and marriage enrichment, and kind of piggyback off of not just this idea of the commitment piece of marriage, but uh, what we can do if we are married right now, or if you know maybe you're engaged and you're thinking about getting married, right. what can you do to? help make your marriage something more than just, I'm white knuckling it and I'm sticking it out because dag it I got it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Actually get some joy and uh, some right. life in your your marriage. Uh, so what, what are we looking at there when we're talking about that?
0: Well, I think the older you get, the longer you're in marriage, the more temptation there is to just assume that the strength of your marriage will get you through and you don't mm. have to invest. Mm. You don't have to do anything in it that it's just, it's a great bond and I can kind of, Ignore the maintenance. Oh phase, yes, you know, I can just keep going, uh, man. Early on, you're so insecure, you know, you gotta, you're gonna, you're gonna invest in it pretty hard. But once you get settled, you know, it's it's easy just to assume that it's it's good, you yeah. know, it's good, and I can, <laughs> been... I, I can, I can kind of just coast. Yeah. This. Mm-hmm. Uh But you normally get a wake up call, you know, something along the line says, hey, it isn't going well, and or it's we're deteriorating, or. You know, your wife stops talking to you or something. <laughs> that something would, uh, tells pretty you. you tell-tale get, sign. If you're, the second law of thermodynamics is breaking down your marriage and, and it's going to lower, <laughs> <and> lower <laughs> levels of order of and chaos. And so in a marriage, I think you can, when you get to that point where are saying, you know, I really do need to pay attention to this. Yeah. I need to uh, invest in this relationship, put energy in so that it doesn't just atrophy and become uh, slowly kind of degrade into something that I, that is so painful that I want out. Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, for me, when I look at these things, people are different. I don't like to look at things like... Uh, I don't like reading books that are hundred posted notes. You know, here's uh, a, yes, here's here's a hundred ways to. <laughs> so make... <laughs> so uh,
1: there are, you don't like reading John Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I'm reading a book or I'm reading information, I don't find it very helpful to have like a uh, hundred Chinese proverbs on a wall. And mm-hmm. I, I like something that kind of gives me big principles to which a lot of things organize underneath them. Yeah. If I know the big principles, then I can pull details underneath it. And so to me, that's valuable. Other folks may like the post-it note approach. Oh, yes. you know, but um, So for me, when I look at, at marriage enrichment, I really look at a model that's been used for a number of years, which is, uh, it's a triangle. The, um, the, the, Married love really has three dimensions to
1: it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just commitment then. <laughs> it isn't.
0: Yeah. It isn't just duty. It isn't just commitment. It isn't like, uh, okay, I will if I have to, I guess. Yes. You know, it's not that. <laughs> right. You know, I think the... So there's these three sides to marriage love of which commitment is the anchor.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: If you look at it as a, as a triangle, the base of that is commitment and and that anchors it, but there are there's two other dimensions to marriage to which a lot of other details, a lot of other advice or or marriage enrichment pieces could fit. Mm-hmm. But I think in the Bible that that's not extra biblical. That's when God starts talking about the about marriage. One of the first things He talks to us about are these three these three dimensions to marriage married love.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So like in in. Uh, in, in Genesis was a chapter two where he talks about Adam and Eve getting together.
1: Yeah, first marriage right there.
0: Yeah. The very first marriage. You've got God coming in and he brings Adam and he he, he, he looks at all these animals and and names them and realizes, wait a minute. <laughs> these aren't gonna to work to help me out. <laughs> None of these are like me. And which is the point. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. not only naming animals, he's realizing there's no one like him. Uh, mm-hmm. in this, and so then God creates this this uh counterpart to him this this woman who is a female version of him he's an ish she's an isha and uh he's he's a man she's a woman and um when he sees her he says now this
1: mm-hmm.
0: this mm-hmm. is bone, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I'm going to call yep. her. He's just named all the animals. Yep. And he says, "Now I'm going to name her. I'm going to name her an Isha, a woman because she's taken from Ish, from man." And uh, and he says, "This is is like me. This person yeah. is like me." Mm-hmm. And that becomes the foundation for the for what happens next. Which is, he says, and for this reason, the man shall leave his father and his wife, and his in father and mother, and shall be cleaved to his wife, and the two be- shall become one, one flesh. flesh. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Adam and Eve were together; they were naked, and they were
1: not ashamed.
0: Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have all these pieces. So maybe we could just unpack that for a
1: minute. Yeah, but, that would be awesome because uh, you're dealing with. I mean there are at least a few different things going on there. I mean I think you got the commitment piece happening right there, right? When he's talking about the that leave and cleave kind of an idea, right? Sure. A, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a strong statement about the permanence, the intended permanence of marriage that he says leave mom and dad, cleave to your wife and it's it's um uh, uh, the dating phase is over. Where you're kind of commuting, <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you're establishing a new, a new marriage, a new covenant with a new person. And the permanence of that is in the leaving of the primary commitment to your, to your home of origin. You're still, right. of course, they're still your mom and dad, but mm-hmm. your, but their role changes in your life. And yeah. now your primary commitment is to this, to this new home and this new relationship to you and your, your yeah. mate.
1: So. Yeah. So that's, now you said earlier, that's the commitment piece is the anchor if you're looking at it, yeah. a triangle. So what is it then based on what we just, you know, we're talking about there in Genesis 2 and um, when we're thinking about marriage enrichment, what is it that commitment is the anchor for in this triangle that we're talking about?
0: So when you're making a commitment, you're saying, I'm going to I'm in this, and that anchors it says I'm not going anywhere. And then from there you're saying, okay, so how do I in, how do I develop this relationship? Yeah. How do I go beyond just duty mm-hmm. and just saying I'm in and I'm not going anywhere? How do I make this a positive relationship so that I don't want to go anywhere? Yes. <laughs> you know. Um you know and to uh, yeah. stay. And and just as an aside, uh when you're when you're trying to deep in commitment. One thing you don't do is when you fight, you don't, you don't use the D word. You know, if you, (laughs) if you're fighting and you're, and you're saying, well, why don't we just get a divorce? Well, now you, it's like saying, it's, 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 it's saying, I have one foot out, but you make a maximum investment (laughs) into this relationship to make it stick. And that, that really is. So if that's going on in a, in arguments, it really, really needs to end very quickly because that really undercuts commitment. But if you want to deepen that that commitment and and go to the next side of married love, then you're really going to look at this thing called intimacy, which is not physical intimacy but emotional intimacy. Okay. Like in this passage he mm-hmm. said when Adam sees Eve, mm-hmm. he says, This is now bone of my bone, mm-hmm. flesh, flesh of my, my flesh. flesh. She shall be called woman. She should take it out of man. That's poetry. Mm-hmm. That's yep. Hebrew poetry. Mm-hmm. He sees his wife, and somehow he knows instinctively to speak in poetry. To her. A, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a non unfallen man. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say, there you know. go. Yeah.
1: Take note, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and he understands that not only is he making a a theological statement, but he's, he is bonding to his, to his wife and um, to this woman who's going to be sharing his life with. And he understands her emotional makeup is yeah. such that this will be meaningful to her. It's meaningful to him, but poetry brings reason and and emotion together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
0: songs do that. Mm-hmm. Poetry does that. Mm-hmm. And so he, he does that. He brings, he, he brings thought and emotion together into one well, of his first words, just his <laughs> That's why it's pretty crazy. a poem.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've cool. all already <laughs> failed to attain that standard.
0: So. <laughs> um, but he says the two of them were naked and unashamed. Yeah. And that's a level of openness and intimacy emotional transparency and vulnerability that's really hard yeah. in a marriage, but is the goal. Mm-hmm. It's the goal. So when we talk about emotional intimacy, we're talking about two people connecting on these levels of understanding each other, being understood and understanding the other person. And that really nurtures nurtures this married love. Yeah. So like with Adam and Eve, when it says they were naked and they were not ashamed, one of the when they I don't, you remember when they fell when they sinned the first thing that they did
1: was they looked for something to cover themselves up
0: yeah and they began to gather up these leaves mm-hmm. and they sinned with their eyes and they sinned with their hands and they sinned with their feet but they didn't cover any of those things yeah <laughs> the the parts of them that they covered were the parts that were different Mm-hmm. From each other, yeah, because that's where, that's where we take risks with each mm-hmm. other. Is where, where we are different from one another, and we can open up and say this: this is hey, you have this opinion. This is my opinion, and I'm and I'm willing to share it and risk.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: r- take the risk of being of being transparent around that and getting, uh, and getting some feedback or getting some disagreement or having a, having a discussion around uh, differences of opinion on. So I mean, I think we spend a lot of our time putting on fig leaves, but intimacy, <laughs> intimacy covering all that <laughs> up. Intimacy is is yeah. taking the risk one fig leaf at a time of of mm-hmm. of sharing the differences between two people and finding that there's compatibility in the differences. Yeah. If Jody and I are the same person, one of us is irrelevant,
1: That's you know, <laughs> and one of us is
0: if everything on everything. One of us is not necessary. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there is a. Iron sharpening iron. There's input. There's there's this need to be heard and to be understood and to yeah. be valued. And mm-hmm. so anyway, you've been married how long?
1: Oh, almost a year. A year, August fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. So,
0: for you and uh, Morgan, have you found anything that really helps you to deepen your this transparency piece, this emotional? intimacy piece mm-hmm. in your life where that nurtures anything for you that's pops in? yeah
1: well i mean i think one of the uh, helpful way to frame it um is in the uh the terms of the uh, everybody kind of talks about it um but like the five love languages yeah um thinking about it in those terms so like for us in particular i think we've both discovered like words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both words people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, when, uh, you know, I'll leave like a little note for her or something when I'm, we're, we're not going to cross paths for a little while in the day or, right. um, things like that. We find that there's, there's something about that, you know, okay. like I'm willing to share this, this piece of my heart that I put on this piece of paper for you. Uh, and you know, Trusting that you're not gonna scorn me or like, oh, that was stupid, Josiah, <laughs> your stupid
0: poem. You misspelled. Get out word. of here. Yeah, <laughs> come on.
1: Like, get out of here. Um, yeah, so that's been something that's been helpful for us. Okay, I think.
0: So the five love languages, uh, as I have, those were focused attention, the way you're you're turning off ever the TV and all that and just yeah, paying mm-hmm. attention. Uh gifts and mementos. Mm-hmm. Yep. My wife likes those little twenty-five cent uh, or twenty-cent uh, Reese cups. I mean, they're really oh, yes. small, sort mm-hmm. of kind of a low-cal treat, yes. a guiltless <laughs> treat. <laughs> so, I mean, if I if I buy a couple of those and squirrel them away in a freezer and just pull them out and hey, got this for you. Yes, you. Know, you well, those are those are things that say, hey, it's a it's a small memento, but it says I was thinking
1: about yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Developing intimacy uh, like that.
0: Physical touch. Not necessarily the, it doesn't have to move to sexual touch, but physical touch, hand-holding, sitting Mm -hmm. close, sharing in tasks, um, doing things together. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife grew up in a home where that was how primarily how they said, I love you, was you did things for each other. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn that love language because for me, when somebody asked me just something, it was like, I didn't see that as love. I saw that as imposition.
1: <laughs> that is, I'm not your slave. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, that highlights something interesting that learning, when we're talking about building intimacy and the love languages, if we're using that context, that a lot of that, as far as intimacy building in the context of marriage, is learning how somebody else yeah. feels loved and yep. not necessarily always. <laughs> this is um, what I want. You yeah. Know. yeah, you're,
0: you're... I remember, I remember being in uh, Israel a number of years ago with some guys and you were in a world where you're constantly hearing another language. Mm -hmm. You're hearing people speaking in Arabic, you're hearing them speaking Hebrew. And all of a sudden we heard these people speaking, not only speaking English, but they were speaking in a in a language, that in a, in a where well, the dialect was, a, those guys got to be from West Virginia. And come to find out, it was the guy that puts the crosses up on the east. I think he's Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we met that guy in, in, uh, in Israel. But it was like, suddenly our ears tuned in and said, that guy's speaking a language, a dialect that we get. We know. Uh, that yeah. We know, that we're familiar with. And he came over, talked, and we talked for a while, and it was like old home week. But I think what you're what you're doing in a marriage is you're learning these to be, bilingual, you know, yeah. your, you know your language, but you got to learn your mates. Mm-hmm. So even if it's, you know, like uh, your communication was yours, that was the fifth one, I think. Mm-hmm. So being able to share yours and learn theirs. So anyway, we I, I think you can do things like if you take the time to just write down, if you wrote down a, a list of, of 10 things and said, these things would make me feel close, connected and loved by you. Yeah. Uh, not what I think my mate wants me to say. But what I, what really would, what would make me feel loved, close, and connected to my mate? And you write them down. Yeah. And uh, those things, if those things are, are specific, they're not like, well, I need you to make me feel special. You know? <laughs> yeah, make me feel loved. Uh, well, how yeah. do I do that? <laughs> but it could be a specific, like, hey, uh, could, would you come out and... Uh, Talk with me while I do X Y Z. What do you? you know, if I'm working on a bike, hey, why don't you come out? Would you come out and just sit and have a coke and talk with me while I'm, you know, detailing the bike? Mm-hmm. Or She says, hey, would you would you help me do dishes tonight? And those are specific things that would help. Yeah. Well, you make a list, things that can be done in 20, 30 minutes, or, no or less, and um, things that are really. They're not sexual things. They're intimacy, emotional intimacy things. And you yeah. commit to each other. Say, hey, we're going to do these. And, and you say whatever your list is. You pick one of them off your list, and I'll do it without commentary and without criticism. I'll just do it as a gift to you. Yeah. Uh, you can learn each other's love language that way, and it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. And, and and if you do that, you just want to take turns and right. No passes. You just you know. <laughs> do
1: not <laughs> pass
0: go. <laughs> you know you don't get to say, well, I don't want to do mine. You know. Yeah. It's like no, you do. It's you you share with them what something that you could, they could, you could, they could do for you that would make you feel close, connected and, and loved by them. And that's one of the ways you can, simple way you can learn how yeah. you love language of the other person. And
1: that's kind of like, it's feeding like this kind of circular intimacy, feeding commitment. Yes. further Commitment feeding.
0: Yeah. Because commitment is, is nurtured. This married love is nurtured by this intimacy. And when a person is committed to each other and they had this intimacy, kind of the natural the natural desire of that is for human beings is to celebrate that that commitment and celebrate that closeness and the inside uh, emotional closeness through a physical act that we call passion. And that becomes the third side to married love and mm-hmm. uh, that we have a commitment that anchors our marriage. We have an intimacy that nurtures it. And then we have this, this passion piece that is reserved as unique for marriage, but it's a way to celebrate, Yeah, celebrate in a physical way, what is true on the, the deepest places inside of you that I am deeply committed to this person. I don't share that commit with, with anybody else. And therefore I don't share this act with anyone else. Yeah. And this closeness that we have, he says, the two, the two became one oh, flash. flesh. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just sex, it was a bonding of two people on an emotional level and a, and a spiritual level right. by means of a physical act. Mm-hmm. And I think in your passage you dealt with just a uh, week or two. Yeah,
1: in First Corinthians six, he mm-hmm. dealt
0: with. That very issue.
1: Right? Yeah, he did. You're mingling, not just you know. It's it's body, spirit. It's the whole person is getting involved in that.
0: Yeah. So the Greeks, you know, they wanted to say, well, it's just sex. It's just the body. It's just the body.
1: Just a carbon cage, man. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, not really. <laughs>
0: and the body is what we do with our body has spiritual, and emotional significance, and and we know that on a deep level right. when we're in a relationship, but we kind of forget about it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the physical relationship in marriage, the passion piece, is a way to to share that commitment and that emotional connection in mm-hmm. a very meaningful way. But part of the meaningfulness of it is you only share it with one person to whom you give that kind of commitment, right. with whom you feel that kind of mm-hmm. emotional connection. And um, for a couple, I think the physical dimensions of marriage, those those physical dimensions are... Something like the, kind of like the ordinances of marriage, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: baptism, communion. Those are physical pictures of an inward truth. Yeah. Same thing is true of physical intimacy. It's a physical expression of an inward truth. Mm. And I think when when couples don't have the inward truth, (laughs) (laughs) physical (laughs) intimacy gets very complicated. Yes. (laughs) It, It becomes meaningless or it becomes hurtful. And so for for a couple if they want to have a great passion life, one of the keys is to be able to have your partner know that you're committed but also have this emotional connection to each other. If you think about it as a Triangle. The commitment leads to intimacy, leads to passion, Mm -hmm. or in dating, emotional intimacy leads to commitment, which then leads to marriage and passion. But passion is either way you go around that is the result. It's not. It's not the means. It's the result of something real on the inside. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think those are all super helpful, positive aspects of how to enrich marriage, how to think about it, with. The time we have left as we're wrapping up here, I do think it would be interesting. Um, maybe just a broach. What are some of the most common ways? And you hinted at this with the, you know, the divorce word. What are some of the most common ways that you see couples continuing to uh, <laughs> hamper and uh, make their marriages one uh, where they're like, nah, I want out." Yeah. Know, when they yeah. Uh, keep feeding well, that.
0: Well, I think you can you can turn. Marriage into hell week, you know, <laughs> uh, pretty easily around the way you fight. Mm-hmm. There's been some really insightful research done uh, on this issue that the most accurate predictor of whether a relationship will succeed or fail is how you fight, mm-hmm. not if you fight, how you fight. Mm-hmm. And so the the things that consistently float to the top on if you do these things you're really tearing your marriage apart are things like withdrawing
1: mm-hmm. like
0: you somebody's getting a better hand they're getting up on you so you just walk out of the conversation and say fine whatever and you walk out oh, yeah. uh, that that's very disrespectful everybody knows it is invalidations that's name calling put downs where mm-hmm. Oh, of course you believe that you're a guy, you know, of course you believe that you, you you know, it's a, uh, yeah, yeah. It's this, it's the, it's the personal attack and Mm -hmm. it, it, it reeks with, it drips with contempt and nobody feels close to somebody who is contemptuous with them. You know, um, (laughs) the negative interpretation is a third one. Uh, negative interpretation is you take a, a a neutral event and turn it into a, into an accusation. So, so why were you 15 minutes late? Um, well, the, the car was, uh, car had a problem. I stopped to check, make sure to get an appointment with, with yeah, right. So you were at the car dealership. At, and
1: what were you doing at the what, car dealership? You know, yeah. And who, who'd who you see
0: at the car dealership or who were you talking to before yeah. you went to the, and on and on it goes, accusations become the, the negative interpretation, um, uh, everything is turned negatively to be an attack or to see a ill will in everything that yeah. you do. Those things. Mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? You know, uh, your hair looks nice today. What do you mean? It doesn't look nice. Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the negative interpretation piece. And then escalation is if you insult me, I'm going to, I'm going to one up and I'm going to insult you more. Oh, if yes. you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you worse. If you walk out, I'm leaving for the night. It's on and on it goes, but it's the escalating, the conflict. And of course, any time in that, if it becomes physical,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
0: physical issues where you're hitting or breaking stuff or taking phones and smashing them or you know a physical that's a physical threat. If you smash something the other person owns it's a, it's saying I could do this to you. No. Uh, all those things are just really, really destructive to a marriage and they rip away at commitment, they deteriorate intimacy and of course that makes passion really hard. Yes. <laughs>
1: you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. Um yeah, I think it'll be good for our folks. Yeah, so Start I think through this.
0: I think we had a series a while back uh that yeah, was we did. That was um Fight Club.
1: Yeah, mhm.
0: And so folks are trying to figure out how to how to address these five these five issues that um deteriorate or tear apart marriage through bad conflict. Uh, there's more information there, yeah. and they could they could tap into those are free. We have them on CD, we have them on back issues on our on our sermons, website, yeah. Yeah, sermons mm-hmm. in the past, so those are available. And yeah. of course, there's always good books on the materials. There
1: are truly, and uh, you definitely want to be doing that if you're married or thinking about getting married, uh, especially and you think you know marriage is also an awesome, you know, Paul says it's a picture of Jesus and his relationship to the church, so yeah. it's pretty. Uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. It's a pretty. No. Significant part of life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's and it's an investment. So, you know, I think those who are considering marriage and they're single and they're thinking about this, you want to count the cost going in. You know that you can't just say I do and then coast. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There's an ongoing commitment. You can coast, but that's a pretty good recipe for a bad marriage. So, (laughs) yes. So it, it takes some. It takes ongoing effort and. If you're not pulling your weight, your mate will probably tell you. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, and then you'll come, be coming back and listen to this podcast or calling Pastor Steve and yeah. saying, please help. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying,
0: I'm sorry. I'm working on my marriage. <laughs> <I'm
1: sorry. laughs> well, thank yeah. you, Steve, for your uh, insights and for your help. Yeah, and if so you all awesome. have questions, you know where to send them. Podcast at horizonschurch.net. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.